Welcome to the Liberty Block. I'm Elliot Alu Axelman. I'm here with an awesome guest I've wanted to have on for a while. We have Mr. Koda Mariako from defythegrid.com. Koda, welcome to the Liberty Block. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks. It's a pleasure being here. Thanks for inviting me. All right. So defythegrid.com, which you run, it's a small business based in Utah, has gold backs, which are these things we're going to show in a minute. They're gold backed money, real gold in them for the absolute cheapest prices. I've looked everywhere and I keep, I keep looking everywhere and you consistently beat the others by 10, 20, 50, 80% as far as the price is. Um, I don't know about that much, 80%, but. <laughs> yeah, so, well, sometimes Atmex has them for like six bucks a piece now. Seven bucks oh piece. yeah. So yeah, Atmex is going crazy. Um, so tell us a little bit about your company, Defy the Grid and how it got the start. Yeah, so Defy the Grid, it originally started with solar panels. You know, I just wanted to defy the grid that, you know, we all live on. And it kind of just like evolved to, you know, defy defy the, the, the grid that I guess we all live on, you know, like, for example, I mean, one thing I came to realize early on was the, the Constitution says use gold or silver. How far have we strayed uh -huh. from that Constitution? to accept essentially paper. Like 29 you know? trillion miles away. That's how far we've gotten. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. 29 trillion miles away. So, I mean, what, and what I came to realize too is, hey, well, we could still transact in gold. When I ran into um, the owner of goldback.com, um, you know, I, I talked to everyone. I, I looked for opportunities everywhere. And that's where it all started. Um, and I realized that, you know what, we can live by the constitution. The only way, the only reason we don't is because we choose not to, but I've, I mean, these goldbacks, my wife and I, we've spent in several different places. It's actually funny. Um, I went to this, uh, I had a bunch of car problems and every time I went in to go get, uh, my car fixed, I asked, Hey, do you accept goldbacks? And, uh, you know, he's like, no, not this, not this time, but it's interesting and the next time I went in, hey, do you accept goldbacks? No, not really. But, you know, I've actually looked into it and it sounds pretty cool. The third time I asked, hey, do you accept goldbacks? He says, you know, a lot of customers have been asking me about this, wow. which I'm sure it was just me. <laughs> but uh, but he was like, yeah, sure. Go ahead and sign me up. He got a, um, a UPMA account, which I'll tell you, a UPMA account, um, they're the ones who they vault goldbacks. What's awesome is you can always go there if you need your fiat really quickly and, uh, and exchange it for fiat, you know, if you're, you live out of state or something, you can just mail it in and they'll give you fiat if, in case you need to like fiat to pay your bills or whatever. But I mean, we like to just spend gold wherever we can. Like there's a local butcher shop where we buy like organic farm, like a uh, um, grain raised uh, cows or not grain, but uh, grass. <laughs> yeah and uh you know we just try to buy everything you know using gold so can you show the gold back and i'll i'll show mine because i have tons too and explain to our viewers and listeners exactly what it is and why we why we say it's real money yeah so each gold back this is the smallest denomination of the gold back it's one one thousandth of an ounce and so today i guess yeah there you go there, um be about like um, it's, it's like a, almost $2, maybe a dollar 90 worth of gold. However, the cost that goes in there, there's manufacturing costs, which bring the price up 
And the great thing about these is if you buy them, let's say for like 350, you can also exchange them for that same price to the vendors, you know, down the streets and, and, uh, and get your money's worth. Um, so, and yeah, so there's ones, there's fives, which is one two hundredth of an ounce. There's tens here, which is a hundred, one one hundredth of an ounce, 25s and 50s are like pretty dang thick. And oh, they're thick, they're heavy. They're yeah, so, same with the, the, the 25s right here as well. So yeah. And, a you lot know, of people ask, with... is there really gold in there? Is it really gold? No, it can't be. There's not really gold in there. <laughs> I know, I know. So one, you know, one time someone asked, you know, I actually gifted it to someone and uh, they thought that it represented one one thousandth of an ounce somewhere else. But then it wasn't until he looked more into it and he's like, whoa, that actually is gold. And it's so thin inside this uh, one one thousandth of an ounce note that if you bend it, and you put it up to the light, you can actually see through it, see the light through it. So that's how thin they've gotten it in here. Yeah, it's a great, it's amazing the technology. I had Jeremy on like a year ago. He explained some of the technology that goes into like the, the reverse vacuum depositing or something of the gold. And, and of course, for those listening, it's encased by polymer, which is like plastic. And that's what keeps it uh, safe as far as being rubbed. So if you rub it a billion times, Obviously, the point is to exchange these as much as possible to get them circulating so there's more demand and it's used more in the economy. And if it exchanges hands a million times, and I asked Jeremy and I pressed him and I said, we're going to rub it a million times with our hands in and out of the wallet. Is it not going to be affected? He explained the polymer casing. It's actually a similar kind of plastic to what most countries, not the US, we have more paper, but most countries are more like plastic. And, and he said it's more durable than our paper or fiat money. So it should last for maybe a, a few decades or, or hundreds of years. And eventually we'll worry about that problem down the line. Yeah, I had this, I had a similar conversation with Jeremy too. And I, you know, when I first uh, heard about the gold back, I'm like, Hey, this is awesome. We got to keep on using this. Right. And one, the biggest problem I saw was, you know, you have all these other vendors that are charging five, six bucks per gold back. And I thought, how in the world are you going to start um, circulating that? When someone buys it for $5, yet they can only exchange it for $3.50. How are you going to do that? And he's like, well, we need more competition. And, you know, that's where I came in. And I said, you know, okay, I'm, I don't have that much overhead. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and, you know, charge as least as I possibly can. Actually undercut everyone to make this possible. Yeah, it's amazing. The sites that I've used... Like I bought from SD Bullion and AppMex. Now it seems like AppMex is just not quite even competitive with SD Bullion and the others. But SD Bullion, JM Bullion, I've bought some gold and silver, a tiny bit, a few ounces, and a few grams of gold over the years. And a few other sites that, you know, five, 10 other sites. Silver Gold Bull has cheap one ounce silver rounds now as well. They're in the competition. But you, like the prices for your gold backs, again, everyone can go check. And I check every, every few weeks. The prices that you have, it's so far below them. And, and again, obviously you're taking only like a penny of profit or a tiny profit for each one, which is amazing. Obviously I love it. Like my local gun shop, he gets like one billionth of a penny of profit maybe on guns and ammo. And of course now the prices are crazy because everything's insane, but still his is the cheapest. And even years ago, he, he like didn't even make a profit. That's why I love him because he really loves his customers and, and he sacrifices some profit because he's not super greedy like some of the others. And he gets my business. So I've given him a lot of business over the years. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it's amazing. The, the sites, another issue is the, the supply. It seems like 
I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with the supply issues the last few years. Was it related to Corona fascism, the fact that supply of gold and silver has been crazy the last year and no one can get their hands on it? And I heard that even um, the, the big gold and silver dealers can't get gold and silver products, but the price still wasn't going up, even though supply was was terrible. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Um, so one thing I'm, I'm familiar with is, you know, these supply shocks and everything based on, you know, my research into that, it's it's all due to, um, you know, the amount of money printing, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, if so, say, for example, um, say you have like a significant other who like as soon as they get money, they just go ahead and spend it. Well, let's just like say that's the U.S., the, the, the people within the U.S. Most people are living paycheck to paycheck. So when they get money, they go out and spend it and spend it and spend it. Right. And that creates, you know, that makes our ports get jammed up. It, um, it creates this whole wave of tsunami right behind it, like inflationary tsunami where people are buying and buying and buying bottlenecks pile up and everything. And then um, all of a sudden you have these people can't get the items that they need because it's just not available or not available in a timely manner. So I, that's how I see, you know, this whole inflationary thing that's going on right now. Um, now, I mean, are there other things that tyrants are doing right now? Of course, of course. And are they manipulating the, the price of gold and silver in the paper markets? Because that, that's what Really seems like, I mean, as the inflation's going crazy, they're printing another, you know, five, ten trillion dollars and borrowing or printing over the last year with corona fascism and the stimulus bills. And there's probably more demand than ever for gold and silver. But because a lot of it, and I don't understand this as well as as maybe the experts, you know, like Peter Schiff or something, but in, in a lot of it, I don't know if you know 90% or 50% is in the paper markets, which is essentially fake trading, uh, you know, ETFs or other stuff in stocks. As, as far as not necessarily the physical gold and silver bullion, they're manipulating the price with, with COMAX or something that, that way. Is, is that possible? So I, we can go ahead and look at Bitcoin as an example, right? Why, the, the big question we have to ask ourselves is why are they so eager to get it in the market? You know, because it's the market that they have control over. So if Bitcoin was all by itself and everything and, you know, just buying and, you know, like open market trading and everything, and that was it, um, I, I think that that would be the more freer market. However, when when governments integrate it and, you know, into the financial system, that's when they are more able to control it with the upside as well as the downside. And um, I think that gold um, I mean, we've, we've definitely seen a disparity or, you know, a difference in the spot price versus the physical price. Um, and, uh, and how, uh, how, how, you know, that's definitely different. You know, the, the demand is much more than what the manipulated price says it is. Yeah. I mean, if they could print $5 trillion, which, you know, which is like another like 5, 10, 20% of the total money supply that, that there is dollars in existence and the dollar and the price of gold and silver is stays silver is down like 25 an ounce which is where it was years ago and gold is still under 2000 an ounce i I, I would have bet a year ago that if they print five trillion dollars more the gold gold would be 2500 or 3000 an ounce silver would be 30 40 50 an ounce and it just hasn't happened again which is good for me because i'm still in the accumulation phase i'm still buying yeah. gold and silver regularly small amounts so i'm fine that it's low but it, it is weird it's, it's just awkward 
But the, the, the big question is too, is there definitely is a breaking point um, in all of this. I mean, they can only manipulate for so long as Peter Schiff says, um, he, uh, they, they, they can manipulate it, you know, down a little bit and up a little bit, right? Whatever, whatever's in their best interests. But over the long run, I think there's a breaking point where everything goes. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, but you know, always says you can only hold a beach ball underwater for so long. It's going to. Be <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how many uh, places I, I know you're in Utah, how many places in your community or throughout the whole Utah accepted as far as businesses? I, I know there's a map goldback.com has a map of businesses in Utah and there are at least a few dozen in that area where you guys are at that accepted. Are you still seeing a steady increase, especially with the crazy inflation, uh, Biden inflation and Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> the print, the money. Print <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of times, you know, when when we uh, when we you know go to the store, we just often we say, "Hey, do you guys, you know, do you guys accept these gold, this gold backs? You know, it's a Utah currency and stuff like that." And their their interest gets, you know, it's really peaked um, as to what it is, especially after experiencing, you know, your your food going up in price so much. They're, they're like, how can, how can I exchange this for a wheelbarrow of, of, uh, of cash? Right. Um, but we've actually signed up, you know, on the spot, several companies just by mentioning that. But right now here in Utah, I mean, lots and lots of companies are signing up. Um, currently there's more than 300 companies. So in, yeah, a little tip, you can just go to goldback.com and look at, um, I think it was uh, featured businesses mm -hmm. and, you know, you can buy a variety of pro um, products, uh, sorry, from a variety of sellers. Um, most notably is, you know, mechanics. They always seem to, you know, want to sign up also gun dealers. I, I mean, I, I see the writing on the walls where someday in the future, we're not going to be able to use cash and all of our transactions are going to be tracked. Of course. Um, and I mean, you, you, you heard about the, the recent news where they want to track anything over $600. Of course. So previously when they did that, so right now we're any, any transaction that we, we have that's over $10,000 that's automatically sent up to the IRS and, you know, tracked and traced and, and whatever. But if you look back, that was implemented when, $10,000 was actually more equivalent to $70,000 in our time value of money. And with inflation, it's, it's, it's essentially micromanaging way more people at $10,000 in today's dollars than, exactly. than, so we, even, than we ever, yeah. I think they said the bill it was gonna be $600 then they moved up to $10,000. But again, with inflation in a year, $10,000 will be a small transaction. It'll be peanuts. Again, like yeah. we saw with Venezuela and um, all the other countries, Zimbabwe, all the other countries with hyperinflation, which we're going to be at soon as far as like 100% inflation every month. We're going to be there soon. It's only a matter of time. And again, I've written a few articles about this, how they're saying we're only going to tax those with a billion dollar net worth. That's going to be me in a few years because a billion dollars, <laughs> like the Venezuelan Bolivar and Zimbabwe, you know, dollar and all that stuff. We're yeah. all gonna have a few billion dollars soon. Like you see the wheelbarrows of cash in Venezuela, and you know, you know, you could sell uh, millions of bolivar for one roll of toilet paper. We're all gonna be there soon, so that is going to help bridge the gap. 
people saying we're only going to tax, and, and Joe Biden said before his election, we're only going to tax those over $400,000. That's going to be all of us very soon, and that's because of inflation as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, 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 you know, they never roll back whenever they get like any little little uh, piece of control on you. They never roll that back. Of course. Like, so you know. With hyperinflation, and again, we're not in hyperinflation yet. There, there are some specific definitions. It's like 50% or 100% inflation per month, which is scary. Right now we're at, they're saying we're at 5%, 10% per year, depending on it's the exact. Lies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> of course. yeah. No, no, it's totally lies. I, we, we've seen, and people looking at actual parts of the CPI, which is so manipulated, people looking at cars or houses, houses I think are up 10% or a little more year on year. But car used cars are crazy because the chips and everything else. But uh, various various products like lumber went crazy a year ago with Corona fascism and now the supply chain breakdowns. Um, but yeah, we're maybe probably at 10, 15, 20 percent year over year. But once we're at 20, 30, 40 percent year over year, we're going to start seeing like SHTF type stuff and it's going to be bad. So people like you see prices going up. But what's so important and I'm only realizing last few months is is it's so important what currency something is denominated in. And that, and when we talk about the U.S. dollar debt, that's you know to the Fed, to China, to other countries, however it works, and it's denominated in dollars, and and that's how they can monetize the debt. I didn't understand that till only like a few months ago or a year ago, and it's so important. The U.S. government owes twenty nine trillion dollars, and it's denominated in dollars. So as dollars become worthless, that debt is going to be worth only a few ounces of gold in a few years. Once gold is worth ten trillion dollars an ounce, which we are headed in that direction, maybe in a few years, they can just say, okay, China, here's two ounces of gold, we're square. And that's why inflation benefits them. That's why plummeting the dollar. And that's why, you know, China and, and every country, because they, every country has debt, they all want to actually uh, decrease the value of their own currency, which is, which is fascinating. But I'm starting to think about little things I sell, at, you know, and you sell. And I have like the books, like I've written a few books uh, about Corona fascism and some other stuff. And it's denominated <laughs> in dollars, but that I'm going to have to keep updating the price, the ones I control online on my Amazon account every day. I'd rather denominate them in goldbacks. So recently I've been saying, my books cost two gold backs. So it's, you know, like roughly eight bucks. And there's, there's a, a fee. If you want to pay in fiat, it's $10. So there's a little bit of, of a, a premium there, a fee. If you want to give me that crappy money fiat. So my book, my books are two gold backs and that'll stay stable forever. Cause gold is stable for all of time and will be forever. So, you know, crypto it's two gold backs worth, which is around seven, eight bucks. Um, if you pay in fiat, it's going to be, you know, like a fee of, of $2. So about $10. So I'm starting to think, and people need to start thinking in terms of something more concrete, like gold. Yeah, that's actually, uh, uh, so, man, you hit on so many different points there. It's like, it's like, okay, where do I start, right? But the the whole like inflation, inflating away debt, right? Well, you can't just do that. I mean, it's like a, it's like a doom loop, right? You inflate it, things get more expensive. So you're, you're never getting out of this cycle, right? So we, we, we started off on, um, the inflation rate, right? Which they say is 2.6%, right? Well, the reason why they're lying to you is because they're trying to keep their expenses down while they inflate. Which expenses? Away. So for example, is, um, is social security is based on the inflation rate. So let's say, I mean, right now, I guess people can live on $1,500 a month, right? I don't know, some people. <laughs> <coughs> 1500 bucks a month. So if they say the inflation rate is 6.2%, but it's actually 15, 
Um, and, you know, just an example, it seems like every month USPS is increasing their postage rates by like 10% or more. Jesus. So yeah, every month, right? And so I'm thinking, well, the inflation rate can't be 6.2% because postage, post, postage keeps on going up on a monthly basis more than that. And that's USPS. So that's the federal government, right? So they're admitting yeah. Yeah. the right hand doesn't talk to the left hand, but it's the federal yeah, government. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah. so, yeah, it's so important for people to realize, um, and, and just to help a little bit explain, people who are getting a fixed income, Social Security, those who are 65 or whatever, um, those who are retired are being paid by the federal government. And the federal government has agreed to pay them cost of living increases along with inflation every year. So if they say inflation is 10%, they have to give them a 10% increase in those benefits as far as social security and maybe other welfare. But if they can say it's only 1%, but it's really 20%, they can screw those people on fixed incomes. So you're saying the um, benevolent people like uh, Biden and Clinton and the federal government don't actually love old people on fixed incomes and they're not being nice to the poorest and all those people. They're screwing them over. Yeah, that's, oh, that's correct. And, and, you know, when, when you do, when you get a, uh, let's say a 10% raise, right? Um, your tax liability, it should go down, you know, by the real inflation rate, but the government, they, um, they lie, they understate your inflation rate and hence you're actually losing um, purchasing power, even though you're making more money. Now, an amazing, um, a- amazing graph to look at is if you go to macro trends, and you look at like the S&P or the Dow, and you go ahead and adjust that for inflation. Now, the graph kind of starts- I don't want it, it's gonna be depressing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So the graph like starts right here, right? Now, if you don't look at inflation, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. And then it like at the end of like, so if you start at like 68 through 82, it ends essentially at the same parts, it may be 20% more than where it started, right? Now, if you adjust that for inflation, you actually lost 70% of your purchasing power, right? So you're saying all the people who say, if you would have put a few bucks in the S&P 500 50 years ago, you'd be very wealthy now. That's a lie as far as real real purchasing power money. Uh, It depends on the years. It it really does. Um, However, so let's go ahead and say, sure, after... 14, 12 or 14 years, you had a 20% gain, right? Well, if you cash out right here, the government's going to charge you tax on that 20% and you lost 70% of your purchasing power. And that, that, that's just like, that's it, incredible. And that's probably how the government orchestrated that, um, you know, to make people think, oh, hey, yeah, just invest in the stock market, you know? Yeah, capital gains tax is evil. I mean, every tax is evil. And now I, I could do a whole episode on on just the trying to tax unrealized capital gains, which, which doesn't make any sense at all in the universe. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I, one one thing on that, I've been actually sure. thinking about that too. And you know, just kind of trying to think, like, you know, why aren't they really cracking down on Bitcoin right now? It's because it's trackable. It's trackable. Like your balance, anyone can tell what your balance is. They can tell what exchange you bought your your bitcoin at they can you know they can they can tell everything and so that would be the perfect candidate for an unrealized capital gains 
tax. You're right. right. Yep. Your gold and silver. Who knows? Who knows that you have this? Right. You could have traded it like cash. And 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 there's there, there's no way to track this. Um, and and I would say that it would be the best. Um, uh, I'd be careful with how I say this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, theoretically, I, I would say people should, um, of course, I wouldn't do this because I'm a law-abiding citizen, um, but people should buy them on exchanges, not like Coinbase, things that are like a little bit more private and then keep it private on maybe a cold storage wallet privately under their actual mattress, literally. But you said like, you know, Bitcoin, you know, those who don't know crypto, they may not understand how private it is. Bitcoin is not very private. And on the other side of the spectrum, maybe Monero or private chain is yeah. totally private. And guess what? The government has not allowed Monero to get popular. It's not on, not tradable on Coinbase. Most things don't support it unless you have a really good uh, wallet app or something. Uh, it's hard to get. And if you even say the word Monero, the FBI might knock on the door and ask you about it because that is an actual <laughs> pretty private cryptocurrency that they, they can't really track openly on the, on the blockchain. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It, yeah, and it's it's like fascinating how some things they just get popular, even though, you know, they're they're not the best option out there. You know, of course. But again, what they don't really account for is people. They think we're all you know dumb hicks, hicks who are MAGA, uh, southern idiot hicks who have no college degrees and uh, are anti-vaxxers. They don't realize like we actually have brains. Those in crypto are like the biggest autistic nerds in the world. Um, not me. I'm not yeah. high tech or into crypto very much, but they understand Monero. They understand a lot of my friends understand the technicals of it. And that's why tons of my friends, whenever I say the word, um, I even mentioned I have a Coinbase account. They slap they you know, they want to slap me in the face. They say it's got to be a good, good, secure wallet. It's got to be in Monero. Um, it's got to be extremely private. So a lot of people, again, maybe a few million crypto users, they really understand privacy and they value it. Bitcoin has now gone over the last 10 years from it's not the cutting edge anymore. It's not the tip of the spear. Now, Bitcoin is what, you know, my grandmother who's 68 years old uses. And now, uh, you know, Bank of America and Elon Musk and all the biggest institutions that are semi-governmental. And, you know, even the government itself is involved in Bitcoin now. So it's it's shifted, you know, like Facebook was the new thing 20 years ago. Now it's your grandma uses it. And now the others are on, um, I don't you know, the, the, the newest things, maybe a Mastodon server that's federated and maybe more private. So they're so far behind and that's what they, they don't account for. We're not idiots. We can move faster. We're more nimble than them. The U.S. government's very big and slow and we can move faster and we're smarter and we're decentralized. So they're, they're years behind. Yeah, exactly. One, one other thing. So one other thing that crossed my mind when you're talking about Bitcoin and, and buying it, I just like thought, man, Bitcoin really has had such a run up in you know, the last like 12 months. And, and one of the best things um, actually, you know, and it's been hard, you know, FOMO is real, right? It's been hard not to just jump in when it's like, you know, back previously when it, the high was like $64,000, right? It was so hard to be like, no, this is it. It's going to the moon, you know, and then just like jumping in at $64,000. Um, but trading, um, you know, gold, silver, Bitcoin and everything, it's almost like you have to have a better like self-control. I, you know, when we sell goldbacks, be completely honest with you, we have like an automatic pricer that, you know, follows the market value, you know, the ebbs and flows and everything. Um, it's, it's mind boggling that most of our sales happen when the price goes up. I, you know, and, 
and the reason um, we accept Bitcoin, right? And one example with Bitcoin is people don't want to hold it if it drops, right? They're like, oh, sell, 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 sell. So we accept Bitcoin and it's, it's awesome because we typically hold it for like a few months and then sell it because people, whenever they trade Bitcoin in for gold, it's usually at the lows. And then we just wait a few months and then it, you know, it raises, it, it, it goes up. Right. But we're, we're using, and I, I hate to say this, but we're using like human psychology so that we're not doing the buying. Right. We're doing the receiving and it's like kind of automated. But one thing that I would really like recommend with any asset is don't buy everything all at once. If, if anything, you know, say, hey, I have $100 a month and just use that $100 a month and just buy when you can or not buy when you can, but just buy like, you know, on one day of the month or, you know, one week of the month to to help smooth out that line and to help reduce your your emotions yeah i'm a fan of dollar cost averaging the problem is it yeah it takes discipline which i don't have a lot of um, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm steadily buying um you know like you see my orders every every few weeks i'll make a, a little order <laughs> from the five the grid and i buy a little bit of crypto here and there a few bucks here a few bucks there and one or two or three silver rounds rounds every uh month as well and I realized even when I was like a baby, I was like 18 back when I lived in New York, I smartly made a purchase of one gram of gold. It was like 50 bucks. Now it's 80 bucks. So again, a few years ago, they are, it is going up. And the silver I bought, I think was like 18 bucks an ounce. Again, now it's 25, realistically 29, 30 bucks is the cheapest you'll get it for as far as um, the, the actual price to buy. So it has gone up, but yeah, like if I would have been dollar cost averaging from $18 an ounce for silver all the way up to 29, I would have been doing phenomenal. Um, but yeah, so I'm a big fan of doing that as well. Yeah, one other one other trick that I have for you know, key, um, mastering you you know your self control and everything and 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 um, not letting FOMO get the better half of you, is um, have you heard of uh, um, like asset allocations, rebalancing your portfolio? So say for example, uh, gold, right? I always um, this is just an example, not to, not reality. Let's say 50% of my portfolio is in gold and 50% of my portfolio is in silver, right? Well, let's say that silver has a big rush upwards and gold is still kind of lagging behind. Well, when you rebalance your portfolio, you're taking your gains, mm -hmm. you're putting them into gold and then rebalancing to 50-50, right? Now you can do this. I, I mean, I have this with like a lot of cryptocurrencies and because I, I don't know, you, you know, I have... Um, I don't know about, you know, 10 different cryptocurrencies all in one. It's usually just like Bitcoin or, or something like that, that I just track, you know, but uh, that helps me, you know, if I see like Dogecoin or whatever, you know, made like a 50% gain that, that prevents me from saying, okay, bye, 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 bye. Right. Instead, if I had like a, a, a portfolio that was uh, balanced, I would know, okay, I got a 50% gain in dogecoin i'm gonna go ahead and sell and equal it across all the other cryptocurrencies so it's kind of like a i've thought about rebalancing um look i have, I have a few uh, spreadsheets um with with all of my network yeah. all my uh, liquid networks all my like investment type uh assets currencies so a bunch of cryptos and gold and silver in various forums and then cash and a few other stuff um i've thought about rebalancing and 
well, first I need to figure out exactly what I want it to be. Do I want my entire net worth to be 5% gold, 5% silver, 10% crypto? I don't know. But yeah, I've yeah. thought about like, you know, when one goes up, rebalancing the other, so they're never out of whack. And there are some people who sell, you know, gold and silver and buy with each other. And, and that does make sense. So I, I was thinking like, you know, we talk a lot about gold and silver and cryptos. And a lot of my friends here in New Hampshire are, are massively into crypto. New Hampshire is the crypto capital of the United States, maybe the world. And, we, you know, we have tons of ATMs. We have a lot of stores, even muggles who accept cryptos in their stores, which is awesome. And, Wait, and including Monero? Not quite there yet. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. They accept, it's a lot of uh, Bitcoin, Dash, um, and uh, there was one more that's decently popular. What's the other one? That, that's uh, Ethereum. So maybe Ethereum, yeah. Bitcoin, Dash, and maybe one or two others, depending on the store. Um, so I think they complement each other very well. Some love crypto, some love gold and silver. I think for in-person transactions, the most untrackable, simple, awesome, physical, concrete way to transact is gold and silver. And I think the best way to send things across a long distance is going to be crypto because like we say, we're our own banks now. We don't need to go through a PayPal, Venmo, Bank of America, Zelle, all that stuff, Western Union type stuff. Uh, we could just you know, send crypto in an instant with probably shorter fees, quicker, untraceable. We don't need to go through the banks or wait Friday, Saturday, Sunday, clearing house, all that crap as far as the Fed and the bank system. We can just be our own bank. So I think crypto for long distance transactions Gold and silver for in-person, like cash. Like instead of crashing credit cards, we can use uh, gold and silver and cryptos. And again, the goldbacks are so good. And the reason they were created is this can be put in a wallet. So they, they bend, they're flexible. I put them in my wallet and you know they bend. And after a few months, they have a tiny bend to them. But it doesn't really matter. Um, they're still worth the same amount and you can carry them. Whereas gold and silver, a gold gram, which is worth 80 bucks is you know tiny. And if it falls, you lose it. And a gold bar is worth 2,000 bucks. You're not going to carry it in a pocket. A gold ounce um, and silver ounce rounds are worth like 25, 30 bucks. And it's hard to carry a one ounce round or a few of them. Whereas this is easy to carry a few hundred dollars worth or five, $10 worth or a thousand dollars worth, whatever you want. So I always carry, I don't know, maybe five, uh, five 10, 20 gold backs, which is like a hundred bucks worth in my wallet. So it's, it's, it's perfect. Um, in New yeah, Hampshire, one question for you. One question yeah. for you. I know you said that you, uh, you're, you you trade you know gold or silver like how do you it something that's not gold backs how do you um, communicate the value to that to someone else so like for example like a gold one ounce coin right I mean I, it's not like I, I don't spend 1800 bucks every day but um, but you know if I were to trade that in it's actually worth you know uh, based on the premiums today it's actually worth closer to two thousand dollars like how do you trade that in um or how do you communicate to that uh value well i've never spent gold bullion but i have bought and sold some stuff with with uh, gold backs and and i explained to them it's got one thousandth of an ounce of gold so and I, I'm, I'm honest with them and i say as far as the melt value of spot price it's like 1800 so it's like a dollar 80 with all the premiums the cheapest you're going to find it anywhere in the world which is defined grid it's around 360 370 so, you know, it's, it's a fair amount of premium because of the technology and work and labor and the parts that go into it. And, and it's about, it's worth about 350, 380. And almost everyone accepts that as 350, 360. Um, now I've, I've bought and sold like a few of my books. I sell my books for two gold backs, which is fine. And I've, I've probably bought some stuff, but most often in New Hampshire, only a few stores accept them, but I tip. So I'll ask a server. Hey, I think your, your voice got cut off. I can't hear you anymore. 
All right. So I, I've used them mostly for tipping. Um, my wife doesn't want me to tip in gold, but when I asked the servers, they all light up. I, there was another one. I was at work the other day and I said, Hey, can I tip in gold? And I gave her one gold back. It was like, you know, a 20, 30% tip because it's worth four bucks. And she's like, no, there's not really gold in there. Is there no get out of here or shut up. Or something. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, there's uh, a thousandth of an ounce of gold in here. It looks, it says gold back, look into gold backs um, and go to the five, the grid and, and uh, buy them for the, the cheapest price they're available. So everyone gets extremely excited. And again, like I'm trying to think back to five years ago before I knew anything about this when I was a normie. If someone would have said gold, I knew very little about it. I knew that it was worth a lot of money comparatively for the weight. I knew that it was very rarely used and it used to be used for money hundreds of years ago and nobody carries it or uses it because it's worth so much and it's not practical. That's all I knew about it. So if someone would have offered me a few bucks of gold, I would have also you know, gotten extremely excited. So I've already given them to multiple <laughs> waitresses all around New Hampshire and you know Massachusetts and, and all over the United States. And again, I want to make them popular, but I've asked a few businesses to start accepting them. And hopefully soon, a few more businesses around here will start accepting them. Liberty Block for me, for my site and a few books and a few products I have as far as t-shirts that were canceled now um, and my sweatshirts and hats and stuff, they're available. So Goldback does feature Liberty Block as one of the New Hampshire stores that accepts Goldbacks. And he sent me, you see back there, he sent me the uh, stickers sticker. and I have one here as well. Actually, you sent me the latest thing, right? It says inflation is for suckers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was that you or was that Jeremy? Yeah, so Jeremy makes the stickers. Yeah. There you, there you go. That's good. There's, yeah. That's good. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So in addition to um, the Goldbacks, on your site, you have a few other products that are all related to being off-grid. And that's because you personally, in your professional life, you're in technology, right? So you understand a bunch more about off-grid. So what other products do you offer? Can you tell us about those? Yeah, so I, you know, by trait, I'm a cybersecurity professional. And, you know, I've worked at companies like Uber, like, um, you know, a lot of big hospitals, which hospitals are notorious for, like, not being secure. I mean, just think about, like, you know, I was on a team and we went and we hacked a... Um, uh, gosh, what do you call it? It's like a blood transfusioner, um, like machine. ECMO? I, that, that, huh? ECMO? ECMO. Um, no, not that. It's, gosh, I forgot the name, uh, name, but I mean, it, it, it's, it's responsible for like administering, um, like medicines to you and everything. IV pump. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just, let's just settle on that IV pump. Right. Um, uh, and, but, uh, I mean, we were able to hack it within like an hour. I mean, they use like such like insecure protocols and, and it's just, it's, it's crazy. You know, you could kill someone without being in the same room, just knowing that they're undergoing a surgery or something. Right. And uh, um, so, yeah, I, you know, I got a little bit, you know, as soon as Corona coronavirus came around, I, uh, I got a little concerned about, you know, my security online and, and, you know, being tracked and everything. And I found this company called Elo and they specialize in software for phones that, um, that removes all instances of Google on them. And uh, e like every software that's on them is open source. And so you can easily, I mean, some people can easily go into the source code my wife, yes. she's the CTO for Liberty Block, so she could <laughs> understand that maybe. I don't, I'm a caveman. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and uh, once you, you know, they can go into the source code and see what exactly, you know, it's doing, what it's communicating with, where your data is going. Um, I took two phones, just as an example, okay? I took a stock, I um, like a Pixel 1, right? And then I took another stock Pixel 1. I put the, the open source software on there. And then I compared battery life, right? So you would think that two phones right out of the box, you know, just different software, right? You'd think that they'd be very comparable. And, you know, I took them, I put them in my pockets, brought them everywhere. Hey, buddy, go, go, lay down in your bed. I, I, I brought them everywhere. Then I compared the battery life between them. Guess which one performed longer, right? It's the one without all the Google and everything, right? The one with Google um, uh, actually lasted, it, the battery depleted twice as fast as the D Google flight one. And so that, that begs to, you know, you have to ask this question is what's all the processing power going into? Like what, what and you know, I, I also went into the logs too. I connected it to one Wi-Fi and I compared how many, how many communication signals are going from the D Google phone versus the Google one. And the Google one was communicating a lot more frequently with outside sources. And just what's it, what's it saying? What's it doing? You know, like, is there, there's a log out there of everyone's life, where they've been, um, also what they've been saying. You're, you're, if you can't turn off your camera, if you can't turn off your microphone physically, right? It's, it's not off. It's still I know, on. Even when I say don't use it, don't allow permissions, they still listen. I still get the Facebook ads <laughs> the next day for those things. They're still yeah. listening. You can't, you can never turn it off unless you turn off the phone, take out the battery and throw it to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now there's, there are solutions out there. They're freaking expensive for phones. Like I'd never pay $1,500 or $2,000 for, for a yeah. phone. So uh, but what you do now, you de-Google phones. So on the site, you, you sell some phones that are de-Googled, meaning all the Google is taken out of it and they're still functional with this other open source technology. Someone might say, why should I go pay Coda a few hundred bucks for this phone when I can get a VPN on my phone? Can you explain what that means and what's the difference? Why are you better? Why is de-Googled better than a VPN? Uh, D, so um, so let, let, let's, go, let's go back a few questions, okay? First question is, hey, why should I go to Coda? to buy a phone. You actually, I mean, you can go ahead and download the software yourself, upload it on your phone yourself. I mean, you have to have the right phone and, and you know, like a bunch of different specifications. Um, why should you buy from our website is if we typically sell to people who don't really wanna go through those steps, right? And so we provide the service of, uh, of putting that software on your phone. Also, there's a pretty good chance you might brick your phone if you do it wrong. I would have no clue how to get the Google out of my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just, but, but, you know, because, you know, I believe that um, the more you help other people, you know, the better financially you will be, right? So my service out there is, hey guys, go ahead and get off Google. I'll show you exactly how to do it. Um, now, if you don't want to go through those steps, you can buy from me. We actually are getting a new phone. Um, so for the longest time we've had like, we've had problems 
uh, trying to source a lot of phones um, on a consistent basis and everything to de-Google them. And like, I mean, the, the demand is just so high um, for de-Googled phones because people are magically waking up. I don't know why now, but just joking, <laughs> but, but uh, um, there, uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of demand and we haven't been able to supply that demand. So which phones um, do, you, do you offer as far as Samsung and Apple? Um, so there's actually a new brand and I can't really say anything about it right now. Um, but previously, um, the Google Pixel 1s are very easy to de-Google. I mean, there's like Samsung and you can get a whole list on, on e.foundation um, and look through that list. And it has a lot of like source material on exactly how to de-Google your phone. Um, but yeah, but just know that, you know, we're, we'll be getting um, a steady source of de-Googled phones for around the $300 price. And that's brand new phones, not many, not remanufactured or used or anything like that. Brand new phones straight from the manufacturer. Um, and yeah, we, we start selling those in, uh, in January. So if you check back then. So remind me, what are the other questions? Well, I asked about a VPN and again, I, I'm very low tech, but the basic, and I have a VPN. I don't really use it because I, I like the cookies and cash because for me, it's about convenience for better, for worse. I can find URLs in a millisecond. I type in the first two letters of any URL, like my articles I look at a lot to send to friends who I want to educate. And I get, because of cookies or cash or whatever, I get it in a millisecond. VPNs, you know, sometimes take away from that maybe. So I, I have a VPN on my phone. I pay a few bucks for my phone and computer. I often may not have it on my phone because of that convenience. But I don't know a lot about VPNs. Again, I know nothing. My my CTO is on her way home. She'll be home soon. This will help me. But uh, so I want her to ask you some questions too. Can you explain why what you do, these do the Google phones is better than a VPN? And what's the difference? Or am I totally off? Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't necessarily say better. Um, it's just a new, it's um, in cybersecurity, we, we, uh, we talk in terms of stacks, right? So the first thing you can do, right, is one, not not like click on any like suspicious links, right, in your emails, right? So that's like one stack, right? The next stack would be, okay, let me increase my security. So I'm not going to go ahead and connect to like public Wi-Fi because okay. that's all like, that's not encrypted, you know, even though it's free, it's, it's- uh, So far I'm following. So I'm proud of myself. I understand <laughs> yeah, those two things. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, there's more things that you can do. Like you can get like a VPN, right? A VPN. If you trust the person, the VPN company, then, and they are trustworthy, then you are good. Right. If you don't trust. So there's another stack, right? The third one. The fourth one is if you're not sure you trust your VPN company, <laughs> you get a second VPN, right? I mean, this like to be 100% secure, as you said earlier, is it's easier to be 100% secure is just to throw your phone into the Atlantic Ocean and not do anything. Um, but if you want to be absolutely 100% secure, it's a lot of freaking money to do that. Like, I mean, you're talking like designing your own motherboards because you don't trust any of the any of the hardware um, back doors that these companies are putting in and, and stuff like that. So essentially de-Googled phone is just another stack on top of everything else that you're doing. So is it true that in the hardware of the phones, 
and or software. China or other nefarious actors have stuff in that that spies on everything we do, and they're the one, and they can access the microphone and camera as well. Um, so I'm not I'm not exactly sure on like you know the specifics of with the of, Huawei phones, right? The oh, CTV oh, okay, can yeah. Probably <laughs> access all those. Yeah, well, anything. I mean, I don't think that we can be trustworthy of anything made in China, or you know, another country, you know, like Jerusalem or or wherever, because they we there's evidence that they sell software, they sell hardware that goes and acts as a backdoor to you know all of our personal information, you know, spying devices. Um, it's it's scary. The only real way that you can feel safe is one dropping your phone at the Atlantic, or designing everything yourself. If you can't do that, um, I mean, then you just try to protect yourself with two VPNs, you know, with a Google phone. With, um, I mean, I don't even think a flip phone is safe. <laughs> I think the next big question that a lot of my my uh, listeners and viewers and your customers and me would want to ask is the convenience part. Because again, I know I know you understand there's a balance of convenience and security as far as cybersecurity, um, and and we have to balance that. Everyone has their their own balance. But if I had a de-googled phone, can I still do all the things I want to do? As I can still use all the apps and programs. How does that work? Yeah, so there's, I mean, there, there's always a way that you can download all any app that you want. It's, um, you can even download the Google Play Store. You can download Google Apps if you want, right? Um, like, for example, one of, the, like, probably one of the worst apps on my G Google phone is, like, the open world, the the Google, sorry, the Maps um, thing, you know, where I get driving directions. Because sometimes it will lead me to the wrong place or or, you know, it's not quite updated for new roads and things like that. Like Google was so convenient for that. Um, and, uh, so, and, you know, but, you know, that's just, that's my own personal choice is I'd rather have that than have Google know where my cookie, cookie crumbs, you know, um, have led me. Um, and uh, other, like beyond that, yeah, you can download whatever app you want. Um, it's the Deagle phones. It also comes with some software, open source software that shows you this um, before you download it, the security of the app. Like, hey, does this app ask you for um, for permissions, you know, to access your, you know, things? It gives you like a, a scale of like one to 10 on like how secure it is. So you can make an easy decision on, Hey, this app versus this one. Which one should I download? Okay, that one's more secure. So, and that's software built into the phone that it does this for you. Yeah, I mean it's open source. It's like an open source app that's uh, that's on there. So without that, without the Play Store, I can download apps. There's a way. Yeah, yeah. So it has its own Play Store. Okay, and the apps are mostly free or paid or half and half. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can pay for apps. <laughs> like, there's definitely paid apps. There's free apps. Um, but it's the developing. Um, team, they actually, you know, input these apps one by one. Um, and, you know, sometimes it takes some time to get the apps that you want. Um, other, you know, other times, sometimes they have apps on there like Venmo. I will never download Venmo on my phone. Um, and actually, I've gotten into the habit of um, just having bookmarks on my phone for the web version of apps. 
So for example, if I need to go to Venmo to send money, I actually just go to venmo.com and I send money through the browser. Yeah, sure. It's, it's a little bit more time and everything, but without having that software that's on your phone, constantly taking data and, uh, I don't know what they're doing. You know, yeah, the Facebook app, I, I won't have on my phone anymore. I'll go to facebook.com yeah. and it's really crappy. Twitter is yeah. better, but the, the web version on the phone, like web mobile version of the web version without the Facebook app is really terrible on the phone. But I, I yeah. could do it in a pinch if I have to do something on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, the app, I know it's a, it's a horrible app. And like you said, drains the battery, spies on you. It takes all the permissions and it it's always spying on you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and one other one other thing that I would highly recommend everyone. Yeah, sure. Not everyone can just delete their social media. I don't have social media anymore because I mean, just being cybersecurity professional and I wasn't able to look past that um, as well as the terms of service are just um, Orwellian, <laughs> maybe. Um, you um, First, what I would recommend is just delete the app from your phone. Make it as hard as possible Mm -hmm. to access um, Facebook and you'll spend a lot less time on it Two, um, not only will you spend a lot less time on it, but you'll be able to like associate with more people around you. Um, and, you know, more opportunities will, will arrive to you. Like for you example, I got talk to normal humans in real life. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There you go. Now, if you put yourself in this little box where, you know, you're only comfortable with Facebook and everything, um, you're, you're going to pass on a lot of opportunities. Um, we, we got, uh, um, you know, hooked up as a distributor for goldback.com because I talk to people. I like that. I'm a big fan of talking to people in person as humans. Yep. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. You said that you only started the site after Corona fascism. I thought you've been around for years. No. Uh, well, I mean, I've, I've been self-employed since I was 15 years old and, you know, I was, I was buying and selling musical instruments when I first started. Um, then, you know, I went to college, I got a job, you know, at a big cybersecurity firm. Um, I got fired from there because, uh, I, I don't know, they, one of my clients, they, they wanted to put yellow wristbands on anyone that was unvaccinated. And I, of course, spoke up. I said, hey, that's a bit Nazi-ish, don't you think? <laughs> and, anyway, they, um, they, they fired me, but um, they didn't fire me because of what I said. They fired me. They had someone go in the background and, and write a scathing review about my work product and uh, performance, right? However, the funny thing about that is a week previously, they gave me a performance-based bonus of 2,500 bucks. So, so what was it? Was I fired based on performance or was it because, they, uh, because of something else that they didn't want to mention because they would get sued? Yeah, that's amazing. So um, we're going to have to go in a few minutes because it's already yep. been almost an hour and I have to run. Um, but you, the other product you have is solar panels. You said supply chain is, is crazy. Do you want to talk about the solar panels for a minute as well? Yeah. So on my website, I generally just, just say, hey, I, I want to promote things that can help defy the grid, right? Um, now, solar panels, one of them, I mean, with inflation, energy costs are, that's, that's definitely inflationary. 
Um, you know, when, when you're talking about, you know, gas or diesel going up to four bucks a gallon right now, I don't know how much it is in New Hampshire right now, but I assume it's up there. Um, but one way to, um, to, to save when inflation hits is to buy your, your solar panels right now, get some batteries from lithium ion or um, AGM batteries and, uh, you know, maybe power your fridge off of that. Um, you know, use it to charge your computer, whatever, um, to, to, to help, uh, you know, uh, escape the inflation. And on your site, you sell solar panels and I would need to buy batteries separately as well, or does it come? All yeah, we actually, it's, right now we don't sell anything like solar related on our website just because of, um, how bad the tariffs are out of China. Um, Donald Trump, he, like, I tried to buy about, uh, like $10,000 worth of solar panels from China and they wanted $20,000 just for tariffs. So the tariffs are 200%. I mean, it's some, uh, that was including shipping as well, but uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, now you can still get a lot of solar panels from like local, um, local solar companies, um, not Tesla because they just jack up their prices like great, like no other, just for the name brand. Um, but you can find reasonably priced solar panels. But they, they all come originally from China or some are, are made oh, yeah. in the United States? Yeah. Now, some people, they actually have uh, importers that help them import their, their stuff with like out tariffs. But, you know, we're just a small company. We don't have that much money to, you know, invest in importers. Why can't any of this stuff be made in the United States? Um, good question. That's a... Uh, so... I, I really think that it's because of policies here in the U.S. Um, that, uh, I mean, when you print your own money, right, you're going to want to go outside of the country and just take everyone's stuff when you print your own money. Now, I think that's definitely policies. I mean, when you hand, when you hand people a bunch of money, they, they're not going to want to work, right? But I... Uh, a lot. I mean, it goes back to trade deficits. It goes back to man. That's that's a big question. Yeah. So, uh, all right. The the another big question I didn't get a chance to ask, and I think I asked Jeremy because again, I asked tough, honest questions. Inevitably, when they make crypto illegal and gold illegal, because right now in Utah it's it's not illegal. It might even be uh, the legal tender or something. But when they make it totally illegal and they and they go all full FDR, we're confiscating it. If you use it, we'll put a bullet in your head. What are you going to do? And is Utah, I, I'm sure you support it, but is the rest of Utah going to support independence from the union? Because New Hampshire has legislation and we, in the next few years, really might leave the union. Texas might, California might. When is Utah leaving the union and how can we move that along? <laughs> so I don't know about that one. I actually haven't done my homework on that. Um, but what's my game plan? Um, I think that in the future, I'm going to be very poor. Um, yeah, I know, huh? Uh, I, I think, I think that the most important thing here is to stay debt-free. Honestly, if with interest rates as low as they are, you would think, man, Coda is crazy thinking that, but debt is just a, a form of servitude. Um, and I know most people have, have like loans on their houses, HELOCs or whatever, but the moment you pay off your debt, like you feel free. You, and, and I'll give you an example. 
the only reason I was able to speak up at work is because I had nothing to lose. I had, I spoke my mind because I was, if I didn't have a job the next week, I didn't have a mortgage I needed to pay. I didn't need, I didn't, you know, I, I had enough savings. Um, I didn't have any debt, any car payments, anything. Like, no one was threatening to take away my, my car or my house if I didn't have a job the next week. And so no, I agree. Like that, it's amazing to be debt free. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, that level. Before, it sounds like you're smart and you're rich and you're going to get richer. Uh, whatever. But that, that level of, um, of confidence, it, it, it really allows you to succeed in life. Um, when you're able to make those risks and, um, and I mean, right now I've, I, I would say that my income is replacing my professional cybersecurity job. Um, just because I was, I, I, I was okay with taking risks. So now you're running uh, the fight a good full-time as your full-time job. Uh, yeah. And I do, I do a lot of other things. I mean, like Jack of many trades, master of none, <laughs> but, but, uh, one other, one other question too, is like, what would, um, what happens if, uh, you know, they say gold's illegal or whatever, right. I go back to the scripture where it says, where Christ said, render unto Caesar, what is Caesar's? If it says the United States of America on it, who does it belong to? It belongs to the United States of America. I, I like goldbacks because it's private. It doesn't belong to any government. Um, and back in the day, you know, if you had like a gold bar or something like that, and you wanted it, it to, you wanted to spend that gold bar at a store, you would have to go to um, the government, turn in your gold, and they would give you gold coins. Now, and that's gold. It was the United States gold, right? Um, now, I, I mean, I can't tell, I can't tell you what else, um, you know, you can do, but having that logo of the United States on your gold isn't, um, it's not in your favor. Um, gold rings, gold, gold bracelets, everything. Those are, um, that's one option too. Um, I, yeah, I just don't know what else to say. Cause really the future is really unpredictable. Um, you don't, yeah, we, we really don't know what, uh, what the future entails. And that's actually, that's really scary. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I wish I could be of more help. I mean, and I wish I could be like Lynette Zhang and say, oh, just buy pre-1934 gold, right? Yeah. When, when really, I mean, she doesn't know either. <laughs> let's, let's just be completely honest. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you wanted to tell our viewers and listeners about defythegrid.com? Um, yeah, I'll be giving Elliot some, uh, a 1% off discount too, if you want to go to Defy the Grid. Um, Elliot also earns commissions, um, on, uh, you know, with every purchase that he refers to our website. And I'd like to help him out too, because he's definitely a, um, a source for truth, a source for, um, uh, let's see. I mean, yeah, truth. Sorry, Elliot. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Source, source for truth and, uh, and a real voice for the people and for our freedoms. So, so yeah, I would uh, yeah recommend clicking on his link 
and um, and uh, supporting him that way. Yeah, I appreciate that a ton. That's awesome. And I just made another uh, page on the site. It'll be libertyblock.com slash defy, D-E-F-Y, as, as in defy the grid. And that'll have more info, a little bit more info about Coda and defythegrid.com. And the link obviously will be there in a few big places to click. That'll be our affiliate link. So we get a little commission for the goldbacks and the other stuff. And again, hopefully soon you'll have solar panels and even more phones up and running and yeah, what you're doing again, I'm such a big fan of you and I've wanted you on for like oh. a year or two since I met you because you're helping so many people help uh, survive as far as self-sufficiency and off the grid as far as solar panels, gold, which is real money, like like God's money, like you were saying, and uh, the digital <laughs> phones, which I'm super interested in. So I'm super excited to start trying those out too. Yeah, Ellie, I'll tell you what, I'll like, as soon as I get, so January comes around, I'll go ahead and send you a degooled phone. And yeah, just to, like warning, right? It's kind of... It's like baptism by fire, right? You're, it's going to be different. Um, but I, I want your like honest opinion when I do get those D Google phones. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, thank you. And and I'm excited for it. And again, I'm a little low tech. My wife is now in IT full time. She also left EMS and she's in IT full time now for the last year. So she is the CTO for the site. Um, so she'll help <laughs> me. So maybe she and I will do a video together for the Liberty Block of our honest first thoughts and impressions oh, yeah. on the phones and how easy the user interface is and she'll- Or hard, or hard yeah, it is. she'll be teaching me a lot as well. And then I'll call you yeah. if I need you. But yeah, we'll, we'll make a video, help promote it a little bit and, and with our, our feedback. Okay, perfect. Um, also one other thing right before we, we head out, but um, I would I would say that uh, Goldbacks, um, I, I, I'm very honest with people buying them. Uh, they, some people, they wanna buy like $10,000 worth, right? And I usually, to those types of people, I say, hey, um, probably shouldn't, you know, I mean, this is kind of like cash under the mattress type things. If you wanna, if you wanna um, store wealth, you know, in large quantities, uh, you can just go ahead and get gold coins. Let me, let me show you why, okay? I'll be right back. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, I think I know what he's gonna say as far as gold coins having lower premiums and maybe a little easier to store if you have a one ounce coin. Um, so one ounce coin is like $2,000, whereas $2,000 of these will be like uh, a thousand of these. And obviously there's the premiums built in. So I'm curious to see what he comes back with. Um, right now I'm a fan of gold backs and silver ounces. All right, I'm back. So one gold ounce coin is right here, 1800 bucks, right? So one ounce of one ounce. This is one ounce of goldback ones, right? So it's a lot harder to store this. It's a lot harder to hide it. It's um, so I mean I would recommend you know those those people that say I want to buy ten thousand dollars of ones, right? It's nice, but do you really do you have a place to store it? Do you place to hide it? Do you have you know, it's so much easier to hide this um, and uh, and store your value in this one ounce of uh, ounce of gold. So compared 100%. to yeah, and for the listeners, what he's showing is like a one ounce uh, coin or a one ounce round of gold is like the size of like a silver dollar, like a little bigger than a quarter. It's like a few quarters. It's very small, and uh, he's showing a brick of a thousand gold backs for each one thousandth of an ounce, and that's a brick of like. Uh, you know, two inches by three inches by like uh, five, six inches. So it's a yeah. big brick that weighs like, you know, maybe a few pounds. 
So it's a lot yeah. harder to that same amount of gold. Obviously, if it's in uh, the, the gold backs, then a one ounce round. Yeah. So to those people wanting to spend $10,000, I just say, hey, go to SD Bullion to buy some gold coins if you want to like preserve your wealth. Um, and, you know, when you need, if you spend your gold backs, when you need more gold backs, come buy more. I'm very happy to sell them to you. Um, but just treat it like cash under the mattress. You know, you can buy gold for $3.70 right now. Um, and, uh, and yeah, hopefully it does you well. All right. When is the Wyoming coming out? Cause we didn't even talk about the States you guys have, it doesn't matter, but just different artwork for different States, just featuring and honoring other States histories and all that. There was Utah where it all originated, then Nevada and now New Hampshire, which uh, I'm going to, you know, that's an honor for me as an, and the New Hampshire gold, uh, pro Liberty crowd, but I heard Wyoming is next. Can you or Jeremy give me a final answer on when exactly that's going to drop so I could buy some cause Wyoming has a special place in my heart too. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll just be completely honest with you. Um, that's all in Jeremy's head. But what I, the last I've heard was South Dakota comes out in early 2020. So, and probably in a few months. Or 2022. Uh, yeah. Sorry. 2022. Yeah. And then Wyoming probably after that sometime. Okay. Yeah. That's the best. That's the best I have. But I mean, I really look forward to the day when, um, I mean, when California drops their gold back, right? Like that is going to be crazy because most of my sales actually come from California. Interesting. And it's, and uh, um, yeah, that's going to be crazy. But uh, yeah, I don't know the short answer. Awesome. Okay. So you got to come back on soon. I want to talk more about the gold backs, the UPMA and, and all that stuff. There's a lot more I want to talk to you yeah. about. And we could do a full hour on just cybersecurity, just you educating me about that stuff. So I'm going to go get my wife and see her. I haven't seen her in a while. She was actually out West visiting her sister in the mountain West. Yeah. And, and it'd be awesome too, to brainstorm ideas. Like, yeah. um, like for example, like, you know, I've been thinking about creating a website where people can, can exchange their gold and their silver amongst themselves and not nice. have to go through like eBay or something like that and have like fees, like crazy, like 10 to 15% fees on, on their gold because everyone wants to get their purchasing power out. And also, um, uh, you know, not have to deal with the fees and stuff yeah, like that's that. That's a good idea. Let's do some brainstorming for sure. And, uh, and also, you know, like the reason why I asked that question on, you know, how do you get, how do you get a store to accept this for what it's actually worth? I mean, I was uh, brainstorm ideas on ways to have like a central website that tells you exactly what, you know, every single different piece of gold would be worth or silver. Yeah. Well, I think you can add those to divide the grid. You can add all those. Yeah. Maybe even the social media of trading as well. I, gosh, there's so much, <laughs> so much to do. Awesome. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll have you back on soon. Thank you so much for coming on. Check out defythegrid.com. Better yet, even go to libertyblock.com slash defy, D-E-F-Y, and go support Coda. Thank you so much for coming on and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Take care, Elliot. Thanks.